It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insights, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And welcome. We are back with another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. And uh, today we have a really special guest with one of the most dynamic new franchises in America, growing phenomenally. And I am proud and honored to have these folks on. Not only do I have the franchise, but we also have the financial partners that are backing it, which is something very cool in franchising these days with venture equity people going into franchising. And and we'll talk about that in a minute as well. So if, if this is your first time listening to the Franchise Academy, welcome. And we are everything franchise. So everything you want to know about how to buy a franchise, how to sell a franchise, how to turn your business into a franchise, this is the place to come. We have tons of information online and even through our podcast episodes. So go back and listen. Go to thefranchiseacademy.com and you could find all the previous aired podcasts. But right now I want to talk about Big Blue Swim Schools, and I have the founder, Chris DeYoung, on the line with us, and I have Scott Thompson, who is part of L5 Capital, which is the financial arm of the business. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Tom. Tom, thanks for having us, sir. Uh, This is my pleasure. Chris, did I say your name right? (laughs) You nailed it. (laughs) Thank you. It's so difficult for us New Yorkers to get things right. I'm trying my best, but so happy to have you guys on here. Big Blue Swim School, I think, is something that is a needed thing. This is not the kind of thing that is, oh, yeah, we want it now, but, oh, there's a recession and, you know, we're not going to do this anymore. I I think that is recession resistant. And I think that, you know, it plays around the whole children theme, which is always recession resistant. More than that, it's Amazon resistant, (laughs) which I love. So, Chris, you are the founder of Big Blue Swim school. How did this happen? Yeah, and uh, just want to say, great to be here with you today, Tom. Thanks for having us. And you're absolutely right. It is recession resistant. It is Amazon proof, and it cannot be outsourced. So, yeah. not only that, it's a passion for me. So, I stopped my professional swimming career right around 2008, and uh, then transitioned into teaching kids how to swim as kind of a, a hobby. And quickly, that became my full-time job. I struggle to call what I do today a job because it's so rewarding working with kids. You know, our our stated mission is to unlock kids' full potential in the water and showing them that they can do anything in life as a result. And that's what we're really passionate about every day. And we've built a a mission-driven culture around that. And it's been really fun the last 10 years really seeing uh, what I think is the best learn-to-swim experience for families take off. It's awesome. So I'm thinking that this is, you know, put your kid in swim school so they know how to swim and, you know, they're not going to get hurt in the backyard pool. But you're actually building character. Is that what you're saying? Exactly right. Yeah. We think of ourselves more as child enrichment specialists. We're trying to teach, uh, you know, self-actualization, confidence, the ability to just, you know, pick yourself up when you fall down because that's going to happen in life. Right. So we just kind of we see swim lessons as as a vehicle for how to set kids up for success later in life. And a really fun one at that. You know, it's my personal belief. You know, I grew up around water. I was a professional swimmer my whole life, for part of my life, and a swimmer for as long as I can remember. And 
you know, I've always been around water and I just think it's actually impossible to get out of a body of water in a worse mood than when you get in. Uh, I think it's kind of a magical transformation that happens huh. every time in the water. You know, I never thought about it like that. That's pretty cool. Scott. Yes. I'm so happy to have you on here, my old friend. Thank you, sir. I know Scott for many years through a few different franchise operations that he has worked in. So, Scott, you're working with L5 Capital, which is just absolutely wonderful. Why did you guys decide to invest in Big Blue? Really, if you go back, the impetus was Chris Kenny, our managing partner of L5, his brother, Michael, was looking to, he's got four children, I think under the age of six or seven. And they, you know, they really wanted to make sure the kids knew how to swim and they were looking for a place to take the kids. And they called one of our competitors in Chicago and uh, asked if they could, you know, schedule the kids for a Saturday morning lessons. Well, they said, uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to service you. We're full at this time. Please call us back in three months. Oh, my God. And Michael called Chris and said, hey, Chris, I think there's an opportunity in this space because we called around to five or six different places in the city and we just could not find a place that would accept all four of our kids. And so that's when Chris started doing some real due diligence and we found Big Blue. And we felt, A, there's a lot of white space in, in the actual industry. It's a pretty, pretty, it's in its infancy stage. So the, the, the dedicated swim school is really, you know, right now we're, we, we consider ourselves a 3.0 experience for the parents and how, we, and how we do that is through our technology. We're not just a swim company. Like Chris was saying, we are a mission-driven company, but we're also a technology company. So we're able to do a lot more capacity planning to allow for that parent with multiple kids to get their kids in at the same time. And our, huh. we own the technology behind that. And it's all done through an app. And they're able to, the algorithm says, okay, your son or daughter is at level bright blue, level two, and your older one's at bold blue, level three. They can come in either Saturday morning at, you know, 1130 or 1.30. And then the parent just selects and both kids can get in the same half hour. And for a mom, busy mom, that's life-saving, right? It is. And so we, we really believe we've created an experience from you know A to Z that allow is totally consumer driven and facing that allows for really the parents to have an enjoyable learn to swim experience for their kids. And when you walk into a facility, it's it doesn't smell like a typical pool, which a lot of facilities do. It's clean, it's concise. I like to describe it as an Apple store versus a radio shack. <laughs> That's a great analogy. That yeah. says it clear to me. Yeah. I get it. So, Scott, and, and maybe Chris could want to ping on this too, but who's your franchisee? Do you need somebody to be a swimmer to be a franchisee? Not at all. Chris, you can chime in too here. You know, we're looking for franchise partners that ultimately understand that they're looking for a brand that is you know, semi absentee, has a really, really strong return profile. We are a high capex, so we are. You have a you know large buildouts, lots of equipment. You're building two pools in a facility. We call everything we do through capacity planning lanes. We have 13 capacity planning lanes. They're 30 by seven foot lanes in the pool, and we have 13 of them. Each one of those lanes generates a certain dollar amount based on the amount of kids that can get in their particular lessons. 
And so we, you know, I, I'm kind of losing my train of thought. The other factors we're looking at, they're financially savvy. They're looking to build a culture. They love helping people grow. We're a people business. Our product is our people. We hire full-time instructors. So it's important to build that strong culture and consistency so the parents enjoy coming back. So you have this figured out to the point where you know how much a lane and a pool could produce in the business? Is that what you're saying? Yes, we do. Yeah. That is so awesome. We have it down <laughs> to the science. We are a data-driven company, 100%. Right, Chris? Absolutely. And, and to touch on that, uh, you know, you don't really need a swimming background or knowledge of swimming. We'll teach you or your store operator everything you need to know about swimming. What you need to have is, uh, is a passion for our mission, and a, you know, shared passion for that. And, uh, you know, just a desire to, to own a, a thriving local business that will be a part of uh, the community. It's a, it's a powerful model. You know, you look at a business and it's a swimming pool. It's like, you know, what do I need a franchise for? And when you hear about the back end of, of concepts like this, it gets me really excited. And, and it's interesting because, you know, what I've been talking about now for the past, you know, whatever it's been two years or so is that franchising is seeing a lot of equity money coming in from all different ways because it's such a good business model. And so venture capitalists are saying, hey, let me get into this thing. And they're giving, you know, startups like you guys a lot of money to make things happen. Is that what we're seeing, Scott? Yeah, we, you know, our intention when we came into Big Blue is not to necessarily franchise it. You know, they have done a great job with the business from a technology standpoint, from an operations standpoint, marketing standpoint. Our goal was actually to come in and help them expand and to have just us have a bunch of corporate locations, very similar to our, our, our other business we're in. We're in Core Power Yoga on the boutique fitness side. We have um, close to 35 locations in operation and another 15 or 20 to open. And so we've become really good experts as franchisees, opening facilities, getting them profitable quickly, developing people and teams and general managers. And so We've scaled businesses. We're very successful at it. Again, we're data-driven. The thing that we really realized is when we opened our 13 CPL pool in Niles, uh, we learned that our pro forma, we were blowing it out of the water. And, and we started to look at the numbers and evaluate it and compare it to other investment levels in franchising. And we hired a consultant to help us with that. And we started to see that the return profile for Big Blue is up, up in the you know, high quartile of franchising of other brands that are, you know, help provide great returns. So that's when we decided to go to the franchising route. We hired DLA Piper, um, started franchising in early September of this year, about eight, excuse me, of 2018. And to date, we have close to 41 locations committed, uh, which is unbelievable at this point. Uh, yeah. We just opened our North Center location in Chicago. You know, our whole marketing process is so dialed in because we're leveraging the boutique fitness side. And we had over, I believe it was 13 or 1400 swimmers sign up before we even opened our doors. Wow. Yeah. And we had a thousand customers there at our ice cream social, which is like our grand opening. It was incredible. That's amazing. And, you know, that's the power of franchising, getting the word out, the, all the different marketing arms and, and all of that good stuff. I want to get more into the background. But before I forget, I want to really talk about Chris's career leading up to this. So Chris, you mentioned you were a professional swimmer. So what do you, what do you mean by that? I was on the U.S. national swim team for nine years and then competed all over the world in 
unfortunately just narrowly missed the U.S. Olympic swim team in 2004 and then again in 2008. I trained every day with uh, Michael Phelps leading up to the 2008 Olympic Mm. cycle and realized at a certain point, you know, you got to move on with your life and start a professional career outside of the pool at some point, as difficult as that was. But luckily, I was able to find a way to still stay in the pool in my own way, because I'll hopefully always be in and around water. And, you know, I mean, not many people understand what professional swimmer means. And it really is not the same as a professional Mm -hmm. basketball player, because at the end of the day, I don't think I was making any money. But I was (laughs) I was competing post collegiately, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And to me, it's interesting. The story itself is probably worth like another podcast, meaning that, you know, when one door closes, another door opens. And although it must have been so difficult and so disappointing to not make, you know, the Olympics and all of that stuff. Now you got your hands on something that sounds like lightning in a bottle and you're helping so many people. And, And so that whole mission driven business model I think it's really coming to shape. And so there's probably a whole story in that, would you say? I would say so. I think the best piece of advice I've ever received is it's okay to give up a thousand times as long as your feet never stop moving. Uh-huh. Uh, to me, you know, toughness is measured in your resilience. And out of frustration and disappointment can come incredible things. So I poured my heart and soul into starting a business. You know, when I look back at it, I, I can't believe I, I lived through it. <laughs> and I, but it was was and continues to be uh, just an incredible journey and ride that I think was really made possible by those early struggles I had. If that makes any sense to you, it makes a lot of sense to me because you know when I look at franchising and having owned my own franchises, I look at it really like you know the the wings of a butterfly because. The impact that you have, you have a franchise, you start, you know, if you're a franchisee, you're going to hire a couple of people. Those people are going to serve people. You know, it's just an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And as an entrepreneur, you're going to be forced to bounce back and forth between uh, euphoria and existential angst. Right? <laughs> and, and if you aren't accustomed to living with that type of uncertainty and that type of uh, roller coaster existence... Uh, you're probably not going to make it very long. But That's so right. You get a lot stronger and, and that emotional immune system builds up over time. The more you just kind of say, hey, you know what? This has to work. It's not a question of will it work? It's I'm going to make it work one way or the other. And once that question is out of your mind and it no longer becomes a choice, it starts to really become a lot easier, I think. I agree. And I was I was actually a guest on another podcast on Monday and I was talking about the fact that, you know, in a franchise, as I, you never find an atheist in a business. <laughs> it's as <laughs> when you're a business owner, you know, there's a lot of bad times, negative times, but there's a lot of, like you said, you know, just great times too. Yeah. And, and it's just absolutely wonderful. And I always share with my candidates, you know, it doesn't really matter what franchise you're looking at because your choice is not franchise A or franchise B, but your your real choice is the choice between uncertainty and unhappiness. And right. uncertainty is where magic happens. And that's what you're talking about is, is, you know, you get in there, you get in the middle of that and there's so many things going on, but you make magic happen. Sometimes you look back at it and you're like, you don't even know how you did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're just in the moment. 
Keep the feet moving. <laughs> right. Keep the feet moving. That's right, Scott. So, Scott, coming back on uh, to you, you know, you've been around a long time in franchising. What's your biggest takeaway with Big Blue Swim School? I mean, what what really gets you excited about Big Blue? Honestly, I have a four-year-old son, Miles. And last summer, we went to our community pool when he was three. And, you know, he was swimming with his, he had his little floaty on and having a great time with all his friends. And there was a little thunderstorm that rolled through and we all got out of the pool and we were, all the parents were talking and we had kind of the back to the pool. We took the floaties off the kids and my son never thought he would ever grow to the edge of the pool and just jump in. Well, he did and literally went to the bottom of the pool. I had to jump right in and grab him and pull him out and it scared the life out of both of us. Sure. So that summer, my wife and I, we missed the bond. She came to the community pool every 8 a.m. in the morning for 12 weeks, and he eventually learned to swim, but he hated it. Honestly, he cried every morning. It was, it was a struggle to get out of the house. And, you know, we just, and she was, you know, she was tough. I mean, she, she takes the pool pretty seriously, which is a good thing. But I just thought there, was, there had to be a better way. And when you, when you go to a big blue and I visited one in Chicago when I, before I took the position with L5 and I just sat, sat there and watched and you can see the kids smiles on their face before they're even in the building. And there's about a hundred cars in the parking lot and they're running through going to check in at the check-in side, no, going to see which lane they're in the air temperature across the glass on the other side of the glass where the pools are is 91 degrees. The water temperature is 90 degrees. So they don't have Wow. shivering when they're getting out of the pool or being cold they're focused mm-hmm. on learning the skills um there's always a dry staff member on the deck with an ipad confirming skills in the mobile in our in our software system lesson buddy so you can kind of see the progress of your child as you're sitting on the other side of the glass um, oh, wow. lifeguards there so n- there's never an, not not an eyeball on all the kids. Um, it's a small ratio of kid children to to instructor. There's only between three and four to one, on average. You know, I just the I, the kids just loved being in the pool. They were smiling. There was a lot of fun going on. They got out. They ran to the other end of the pool. Took their showers on the deck. Went to one of the change rooms. Changed, and then eventually went and blowed their their hair and they're out, out the door. I mean, it was it was like clockwork. It reminded me a lot of Chipotle when I first started Chipotle. Just lines out the door of people, you know, all walks of life making their own burrito bowl, you know, or burrito. So I think right. everyone, every kid was at a different level, different background. And but but everyone was having fun and, and enjoying the par- I saw our kid level up and the parent was crying and just so many things that, you know, so many positive big moments happening in the pool and around the water. It was exciting. That is. And I, I didn't realize it was all that. So, so happy to hear these kind of stories. I mean, that's what it's really all about, you know, and you're, you're serving the community and, and there's nothing better. And the fact that it's a, you know, it revolves around children, you know, it, it makes it recession resistant in my opinion. Yeah. As you know, as a parent, you'll always spend money on your kids. So. And did it for 12 weeks. <laughs> I'll continue to do it. The other piece of the puzzle is our swimming as an activity. Most most schools, you kind of your kid levels out around five years old after they learn to swim, because we build enough water. Parents can have their kids all the way up to ten years old, and you know when you're trying to find a good act, positive activity for your child to do on a regular basis, swimming is just 
bar none. It's great, great exercise, but it's also just a great life skill to have. Amen to that. And, you know, you, you hear like, oh man, that person has a swimmer's body, right? Yeah. They're skinny. Go, Chris should text a picture of himself. He's, he's talking. <laughs> yeah. My wife might <laughs> get a little weird out about that, but, you know. <laughs> but I'm okay with it, man. Tom's, a manly man. Tom's comfortable with himself. You can send a picture. Uh, I'm secure in my manhood. So. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. As we talk about Big Blue Swim School, what's a good way for people to find out more information about Big Blue? You can go to www.yourbigmomentstartshere.com, and that's our franchising site. You can go to bigblueswimschool.com. That'll take you to the consumer site. But if you're learning, looking for the investment and kind of all the details behind you know, what, it's, what it takes to open a Big Blue Swim School, go to yourbigmomentstartshere.com. It's a great site. Lots of information. We have a discovery center there where you can watch some videos and you know meet the team through the through the system. Yeah. PDFs and white papers and case studies and all that good fun stuff. Love it. Love it. So Chris, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, <laughs> back to the swimming career because I mean, if you if you're competing like for the Olympics, you, you didn't do that with, you know, swimming for a month and then like, oh yeah, let's do this. No, it's all about the practice, right? I mean, one of my favorite quotes of all time is a boxer never wins in the ring. He's only recognized there. Right. Right? That's how I feel about what you do as well. I mean, if you're, you know, the swim meet, (laughs) you practice for months. What is one key to your success in your swim career? If you could share that. Well, you're absolutely right. I started swimming when I was eight, started swimming year round when I was 10, got to a point you know, in college where you're swimming 10,000 yards a day, every day, plus a weight room workout, right? Like it's, uh, it becomes your life. Uh, and in order to be successful on race day, you do need to put in literally millions of yards of work in the pool before you show up on race day. In fact, they even say that the season you're training for is really this next season, you're not going to really see the results from this season as a body of work until you see it, you know, come to fruition next year. So huh. it's, it's a long game and it's all, but it's all money in the bank and it's going to pay off sometimes is what our coaches always told us in our training group. And there's a lot of uh, good lessons there for business as well. Yes. I was just going to say that, but I think that, you know, even outside of business, in our culture, everything is like, oh, I'm not going to see results, you know, in an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, delayed gratification is uh, is not a common ability anymore, but it's right. a prerequisite to success in the pool and also, in my opinion, in business. There's no question about it. You ha- you know, you can't take. This is kind of risky to say, but you really can't take the American Idol approach to building a business or building a professional career, uh, you know, you have to pay your dues and you have to do the work because you need to know what it is that, you know, how to get there. You have to make the mistakes in order to be successful. And, you know, in my opinion, and and I think, you know, I'd rather at the end of the day, really take the hike all the way up to Mount Everest as opposed to taking a helicopter up. Because if you think about you know, the two scenarios, you take the helicopter, you know, you land, you get out, you walk around, you're like, oh, this is nice, you know, and you get in the helicopter and you go. But when you get to the top after hiking with your buddies for a week, you know, facing literally near death, 
when you get to the top of that mountain, man, <laughs> you are, you know, you conquered the world, you know, literally. And, and I think that you need to take those steps in business. You, you need to climb the mountain to be successful. And one step at a time. I couldn't agree more. One stroke at a time. That's right. One stroke at a time. Yes. And, you know, and another great life lesson I learned in the pool that I've translated into business is, you know, to be aware of opportunities when others are not seeing them, when there's blind spots out there for the rest of the industry. What is coming next? What do we need to be doing differently? We were constantly trying to innovate when I was a swimmer in my training group and trying to find new ways to be better. Right. And so very early on in Big Blue Swim School's history, what we realized is that there's not only a great industry here, and not only is it a rewarding career to teach kids how to swim, but specifically the software component to swim lessons is still something that's really lacking. Uh, there's a lot of off-the-shelf lesson management platforms out there, but none of them are very good. And even our competitors, who I have a great deal of respect for, uh, they don't seem to understand the potential of what software can do, especially for a franchisee partner, to really make the business easier to run and make um, decisions much easier to make. Uh, so we built our own software platform from day one of Big Blue Swim School, and it manages everything that we do. So capacity utilization, all of our billing, all of our scheduling, as well as giving a lot of self-service tools to the customer. So they can go in to their account and move their lesson, tell us that they're going to miss their lesson, track all of their kids' progress. Uh, and it's heavily used by our customers. And that's just the way everything is going right now. So Amazing. we saw ourselves as a swim school, but we also saw ourselves as a tech company very early on. And I think regardless of what you're doing, whether you're selling a hamburger or a swim lesson, if you don't see yourself as a tech company today, you're really playing roulette with, uh, with your investment. Yeah, well said. I can't agree more with that. Absolutely. Scott, what is one myth about franchising that you would like to break right here and right now? One of the things that I'd like to always tell people is logic doesn't apply when you're looking at buying a franchise. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a very emotional decision, but to kind of break through that emotion, you know, most people think, well, I have a passion for or swimming, or I have a passion for dogs or kids. So I want to go into business for, I want to open a doggy daycare or something. Right. Well, you know, when you're looking at that business from a, um, a return profile, from an operation standpoint, you know, it's a seven day a week business. It's, you know, you, you're basically taking care of a, a someone's pet, which sometimes can be more valuable than their kids. Uh, you know, you're dealing with young right. uh, transient employees. And so if that's something you're comfortable with, then great, you should go that direction. But just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you should go into that business. Mm -hmm. So that's where logic, I think, doesn't always apply. And that's why it's great to have consultants like you, Tom, that truly can help people break through the clutter, understand their business model personally, meaning what they want to get out of a business from a return standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint, and then really find that great fit. You know, at Big Blue, we, we want the sophisticated investor who wants to hire a GM and let that 
GM develop a great team and manage from the metrics and, you know, eventually buy multiple locations. That's our, you know, really our target franchisee. And there will be some people that are passionate about swimming and there will be some executive power couples that want to buy this business or even retired veterans. But at the end of the day, you know, logic doesn't always apply. And that's, that's just something I always share about buying a business. I love it, that. It's not the wrong business. It's just not the right business for you at this time. Right. And I, I, I can't agree more. You know, I always use the analogy of, of golf because, you know, so many people are so passionate about golf. But if you take up a golf franchise, you're going to hate golf in about six months <laughs> if you're trying to pay your mortgage with it. So what you what you should do is try to find a business that will give you all the time and the money in the world so you could golf to your heart's content. Yeah. And golf when you want to, not because you have to. Right. Exactly. So, Chris. What's a myth about swimming that you would like to bust? Well, Tom, I'm really glad you asked that question. The term drown-proof is sometimes carelessly thrown around in our industry. No child can be drown-proof, regardless of how many swim lessons they've had. You know, I personally don't go swimming alone, and no one should. You, know, you always have to keep eyes on your kid. Even if you've gone through swim lessons, yes, they're going to be a lot safer, but uh, you can never completely not watch your kids around any body of water that includes a bathtub yeah um, so you know a lot of parents don't quite understand that we find and we're, we're constantly trying to make sure that people understand that and educate them uh, and if we if, if anyone learns one thing from this podcast i hope it's that is that don't go swimming alone so that's awesome great rule of thumb that's why i have I always have a noodle or a floaty with me <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Even in the bathtub. Even in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys. This was really, really great. One more time, tell us where we could find out more information about Big Blue. We will have it on our website, the Franchise Academy Podcast.com or the Franchise Same thing. But lay it out for us again. Where, where can we get more info? So you can go to BigBlueSwimSchool.com. You can click on our franchising link there. Or you can go to www.YourBigMomentStartsHere.com. Uh, and that's where you can fill out a registration form. Rachel will get in contact with you immediately. And then we can start you in our mutual evaluation process to see if Big Blue is the right fit for you. Well, excellent. Scott, I want to thank you a million for, for putting this together. Chris, it was an honor to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be here as well. Absolutely. Have a great one, guys. You too. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.